Welcome everyone to UFO Chronicles. You're with Dorothy and Drita. How are you tonight, Drita? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Now, you know, this is one of our favorite subjects. We both had a sort of interesting um, experiences and we both know people that have had um, very interesting experiences. Today we're talking about a UFO over Russia and something known as the Kalmykia affair because what happened here was more than just a UFO sighting and it happened to happen to a pretty important person, one of high standing and high profile. Kursan Nikolaevich Ilyunjanov. Sorry to every Russian speaking person on the planet for my, my absolute ruination of that. It's not a name many people will probably be familiar with, but he has had a rather impressive and colourful career. He burst onto the political scene from the private sector where he was the president of Stan Corporation in Moscow to be elected as the first president of the Russian Federation's Republic of Kalmykia in 1993, a position which he would serve until 2010 because he was constantly re-elected. His stint as president is most notable for his unorthodox ideas while in office, such as offering a free mobile phone to every shepherd, paying $100 out to everyone who voted for him, and almost obsessive compulsion to build all denomination of religious buildings, such as mosques, synagogues, a Catholic church, 22 Orthodox churches, 30 Buddhist temples, as well as his assertion that he was able to physically, subconsciously influence others, once saying, Irrespective of what I tell people, I give them instructions on a subconscious level, a code. I do the same thing when I communicate with Russian citizens from other regions. I'm creating around the Republic a kind of extrasensory field, and it helps us a lot in our projects. Isn't, it, isn't that fascinating? So we've, got, awesome. we've got a person who was giving free phones to shepherds. What other country, what Western country even thinks about doing that for low-income earners that are in remote places? Because the shepherd is obviously in a remote place. Exactly. Um, exactly. And and then um, $100 for everyone who votes for you might sound like, well, they're paying for a vote, but there's no secrecy here. There's no, you know, there's no ballot box dramas. There's no playing with Facebooks to influence people. It's straight out. What's the difference? You know, I find it uh, interesting in the Western world where, where they kind of make out like this. This is the, the good system where it's so corrupt, it's ridiculous, really. And then, and then when somebody's overtly paying money, then they're like, oh, but that's corruption. It's like, well, corruption is secret, not overt. So exactly. he's obviously allowed to do it. But at the same time, why not? Why not give your citizens money, $100? When you think about the other things that he did, and I'll tell you what I particularly like. I like the fact that regardless of belief, by building a variety of different churches for different religions, he's saying you've all got a right to believe what you want to believe. And I think that's phenomenal because you don't see that in the Western world either. We've got a very sectarian um, understanding of religion and God. It's like a Buddhist is, is nothing in the Catholic's world and, and an Anglican is against uh, the, the Muslim and so on and so on. It just, it's just a terrible, terrible thing that they set against each other. And here he is, he's put it out there. And then he has a spiritual belief or understanding that there is a way to communicate with your people on a level that is isn't verbal necessarily. Or he was also a lifelong um, and avid chess player after winning the regional championship as a child. He went on to become a master player, defeating former world chess champion Gary Gasparov to go on to become the head of, of the International Chess Foundation, which he would remain in, until 2018. He poured millions of government dollars 
and millions from his own personal fortune into chess-related projects and promoting chess in schools all over the world. In fact, the reason we have chess competitions around the world is because of this guy. Is that for oh, That is so awesome. That is awesome. And bringing it into schools meant that they could they could come in and they could challenge, you know, they could become, it's, it's like a huge thing now, right? Even when I was young, it was it really wasn't. You didn't play chess at school. You didn't have chess teams. It was like not an event. Uh, make no mistake about it, um, Gersan is a major motivator in the promotion of chess from an obscure intellectual sector in following to the worldwide status as a win-worthy competition. On top of this impressive man's genuine claim to leadership and power, he also claims to have been abducted, abducted by an alien peoples. Are you with me? Yes. His experience begins in September 1997 in the evening in a Moscow apartment after reading a book he saw the balcony door open. It was already falling asleep. He, I was already falling asleep. I felt the balcony open and, and someone was calling. I, am, I came up. I looked and saw a semi-transparent pipe and then I entered this pipe. I saw people in yellow space suits. I communicated on the level of a thought because there was not enough oxygen. Then there was a tour of a ship. They even said that they would now be sampling from one planet. Then there was a dialogue. Why don't you go live on TV channel and say that you are here and communicate, communicate with us? They said that uh, we were ready, not ready for the meeting yet. That's quite interesting. Eh? It's also interesting in his style of detail, isn't it? Because he talks about a semi-transparent yeah. tube, which means he's clearly yeah. seeing or defining that as um, many yeah. sort of don't know how they got from one place. You know, when we talk about yeah. abductions, they, they're like, we're here, we were sort of floating, then we were there. And he's saying there was a tube that he could see and that the oxygen was low which I think is quite interesting. It is. We landed on one of the planets and picked up some pieces of equipment. They told me everything in detail. I asked them to take me back to Earth as quickly as possible because in two days I had to conduct Youth Government Week. And then they brought me back and everything was normal again. A few days later, I was walking along thinking, why did they take me? And I was... Ca causing myself not to ask them any questions. But is it possible that it is still not the time for us to meet these extraordinary extra extraterrestrial civilizations? Here is a live recording of his interview with Al Jazeera English reporter. He describes... Write a letter to me, calls by phone. Oh, Kirsan, you are a politician and you are not afraid? To say about it from the united states every year uh, more than it's uh, official statistic every year more than four thousand people more than four thousand people who contacted my theory has uh, come from the from the states why because uh, the same rules six, 64 this is six, 64 squares a black and white and the same rules in Japan, in China, in Qatar, in Mongolia, in, in Africa, 
but uh, the rules are the same. Why? It's I think it seems maybe from the face. So that's that's a little bit of him talking about um, the fact that he had that experience, and and it led him to believe that Chess itself came from aliens, that it was brought to Earth by aliens, which, which is a fascinating idea. Um, you can you can tell uh, his actually when he talks that his, that is hits the truth sometimes sometimes within I kind of resonate with that. One. It's it's very matter of fact. Uh, there's a whole lot of yeah, uh, yeah, different yeah. different interviews that he did, and these interviews were a number of years after the incident, by the way. And it was simply because he was directly asked about it um, in one year, and so he answered. So it wasn't like he went out seeking to tell everybody this. It was simply. Nobody asked him, and then somebody did, and so he answered. It's kind of interesting. And it sounds it's a very practical, practical individual, you know. And he's not afraid to share either. No, exactly. It's interesting how they ask him, why don't you go live and talk to your people? Like, no, no, he's asked the aliens that. Why don't they go live and talk to us? So in, in his dialogue, he, that was him saying to them, why don't you go live don't you to say, humanity? Yeah, come, it's interesting. It would have been nice. But it's also, it also says a lot about him because, like I said, he's got this whole humanitarian approach. He's got this approach that everybody should be equal. Everybody should have the same advantages or at least some of them, what we can afford to give them. And so he's doing the same there. He's not saying, show me more. He's saying, why not just go and tell everybody? <laughs> why not just get on with exactly. it? And I, I kind of like that about it. I think that's really, really nice. Um, yeah, me too. Thank yeah. Well. Yeah. It takes a high consciousness individual to uh, to ask those questions. I think so, and, and it's clearly yeah. for his time. That's probably why he kept getting re-elected to where he was. Yeah. There's a certain amount of uh, Western when you see articles about him, and they're written by certain Western individuals and bloggers. They're quite derogatory, and I think it's an unfair derogatory approach. Um, if, if a president of any country, a prime minister of any country stepped up and actually said, you know what, I, I was taken on board a ship of aliens. And then you listen to the way he talks about that. We went to another planet, he says. So he's talking about going to another planet. And then he got worried that he wouldn't be back home in time. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. important. It's like, will you take me back in time? Because I've got this big youth event in a couple of days. So he was thinking this yeah. is going to take days um, because they had – what he doesn't actually verbally say is clearly they've left our atmosphere, they've left our recognizable oh, solar he system. He's in total control too, he does. He doesn't feel scared or anything like that. So he's no. Well, he, he, he does go on to say, uh, which we'll talk about later, that it's actually very common. Thing. And by the way, that was um, Al Jazeera's English reporter. Uh, that interviewed him and his answer to that live. So I hope you enjoyed that um, because he got he got attention from everywhere once he once yeah. not, not straight away but a number of years after he said it was sort of like isolated over in the Russian area there for a while and then it sort of hit the Western world and that's when things get blown out of proportion a little bit because we keep seeing this again and again. The person says being abducted. Exactly. Well, look, I'll tell you what, there's something wrong with us, you know. We can't yeah, just, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, we can't yeah. just look at something and go, wow, that's interesting. They just like to hide and they think they like to hide the fact that there is life and there is these, but I'm not sure why the 
Western are trying to hide, or I think they feel less powerful if they kind of admit there is something else out there besides them. Well, there's, there's public as well. You know, when, when I look at the comments, uh, you do hear a lot of people go, oh, he's just a Russian, he's just this, he's just that. And it's like, oh, stop it. Just? Yeah, just, just stop it. Just... He's just yeah. the president of a small country, right? He's, right. he's just a successful CEO of a, a financial empire. He's a very rich man. So there's no just anything. And this arrogance of the West, you know, we've got all of this, we're the technological mm -hmm. freaks and we're, and it's like absolutely not, not even close. But when a person is bringing forward a message, there's something very powerful. So we got it. We must carry on because there's uh, some interesting yeah. bits and bobs. He describes coming back to find that he had an hour of missing time and he would soon discover that while he had been gone, members of his staff had been searching his apartment for him, but found no trace of where he had gone. He describes these entities as being very similar to us with the same way of thinking and same visions for the future. He believes that they were also responsible for many inv inventions here on earth. He says of this, my theory of the chess came from space because it's the same rules, 64 squares, black and white, and the same rules in Japan, in China, in Qatar, in Mongolia, in Africa, that rules are the same. Why? I think maybe it's from space. I think that's a very interesting observation as well. So yes. he's, he's implying that the game of chess has multiple origins, not a single origin that branched out into other countries, which I think okay. I'd love to look up that look that up one day. I should have looked it up for today. Uh, considering his high political position and reputation at the time, and that he was well into his presidency, it seems as if this might have been a bizarre experience he'd want to keep to himself. But in interviews and with the media, he was very open and candid about what had happened to him. This indicates a more open view to alien or UFO experiences in Russia than some other countries, as it would have been a political suicide if that wasn't the case. This alone should make us sit up and take notice. In particular, with the final admissions from the American government to their ongoing monitoring and case evidence of aliens in our skies, even while they continue to deny them, and like a narcissistic partner, attempted to degenerate, ridicule, and disempower witnesses rather than offering respect and gaining as much information as possible. Perhaps the truth is that they didn't need that information because they already had it. I'm not crazy. I'm not a crazy man. This is um, I'm back to Kirsten. I'm not a crazy man. But after I gave the first interview to Radio Freedom in Russia, thousands, not hundreds, thousands of people wrote me letters and called on the phone saying, oh, Kirsten, you are a politician and you are not afraid to talk about it. It is to be noted that they weren't calling for him to be removed from Parliament or his presidency. They were applauding his openness. And I think there are a number of us who could take a few, <laughs> few works out of that book. He told about UFOs that flew over Alista almost in squadrons during his leadership of the Republic. He wrote about this in a column for the Russian Pioneer magazine. We are so used to them, that is the UFOs, that we stopped paying attention. But other reports of incomprehensible events, a special section was introduced into the leading newspaper. The section has never disappeared from the pages. People have always had something to share with their readers, uh, Kersan had said. Our nomadic people are well enough aware of the treachery of the steppe. 
to explain all accidents in a row by the intervention of otherworldly forces. And this is true. When I looked that up, there's the steps. Um, you're talking, you know, sort of in that uh, Mongolian kind of style. You're, you're in that area. And there are all these stories about um, when things go wrong that, that there would be alien intervention. There would be something from the skies going back hundreds, if not thousands of years. So I think that that's fascinating because you've got a massive piece of land we forget about how big Russia is as, as, a, as a country and how big the continent is. We talk about Australia, we talk about America, but actually Russia's got huge tracts of land that are, are barely inhabited, the same as Australia. And so it makes sense that there would be activity in places like that where they, the, the people seeing them would have been, as he said, nomadic peoples. And so they're being told, be careful when you go out there because you might get picked up by a spaceship or something, you know, and and the, what are you going to do then sort of a thing. So it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting aspect of their historical reference, if you like. That's right. So Kirsten said, uh, also spoke about the gifts of first, of first sight. In 1998, he went on a business trip to, to Kremar and then and felt that there was a vogue but persistent concern, something is coming, some economy problems. I call a lista in order to pay all pensions, all benefits to the penny. And on August 12th, we did it. A week later, there was a default in Russia, the former politician concluded. He had never been shy. He can trade, uh, treat it with uh, irony, but I talked to them, saw them, said the former head of Republic of Klamakia, president of International Chess Foundation. Kirsten didn't didn't think didn't, don't think of me as so schizophrenic. I think he's he's well, interesting. Well, I think he's 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 warding off what he's seen internationally. You know, of people sort of oh, saying you must be crazy, but clearly he's not crazy and he's in that position. But I th I think again, his humanitarian um, attitude is phenomenal because he's saying he 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 had a, a vision or a sense that the the economic um, situation was going to crash. It was going to be a problem for Kalmykia. So he called in order to pay all pen pensions, all benefits to the penny. So he paid all his people to make sure they got their money before the crash okay. happened. How phenomenal. That is pretty awesome because he already knew that. You can't read or know anything about this man without going, well, that's wow. Because isn't that what, you know, when people talk about socialism, that's what it's about. It's making sure the small person gets their share and that the big people don't get it all. And we don't have anything like uh, socialism or democracy or anything. No. Capitalism isn't, isn't a, a great model. All we see is that the, the, the larger entities rip and steal as much as they can from the lower entities and they're prepared to let you go to, to the wall for their mistakes, like when the American banks fell over. They started yeah. ripping off their own members, you know. They had that scam where they were getting people to buy bad shares so that they could get more yeah. money. And they were losing the money because they were keeping the money. It was like a horror story. Yeah, and, schemes, man, all over, uh, you know, all over America. It was horrifying. It was horrifying. And, and you, you look at it, there's no protection for, for people. No, no. Um, if, no, if, you, no. if you get homeless in certain countries, Europe, it's a crime. You know, so you get fined or you get locked up or you get pushed out so nobody can see you. And it's it's mm -hmm. like, 
this man is sort of saying this is how it should be done. That's how I feel about him. I really do. I like him a lot, actually. He's just like, he speaks to the heart. He, he really does. He really does. Yeah. And then, then you wonder at where that came from, and maybe that's why he got picked up. Maybe he's channeling. Maybe he is one of them. Maybe well, that's it's a possibility, right? Now now we're talking something. Um, and then right. it comes that question which we raised a while back where a lot of people who've had abduction experiences mention having psychic experiences afterwards or having having those premonitions and visions and so you've got one one asks that question you know maybe that's where all of that intuitive response comes from rather than it being a first thought actually as i hear the hiss as soon as i heard his voice in the interview actually the video clip that's where it was like whoa you know it's like i had the same reaction to that voice as I would have to someone channeling, like live channeling of uh, entity or spirit or anything like that. He's just so practical in his yeah, description. Yeah, so practical and just like, so you have no need to worry or fear or judge or anything like this. Just be at peace and just take the, and, and absorb those frequencies, really. It's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, so for the first time, a high-ranked official told about the meeting of extraterrestrials in 2001 in Radio Savoboda, which does mean that while he was very open at the time, it was four years after the incident that it came up in an interview. At that time, Kirsten had been the head of Retrofic of, of, for eight years and the head of FIDE for six years. And the story of the political politician did not cause a wide reaction in 2010. We'll after an interview, with Vladimir Pozonor on the channel one, the story of uh, Kirsten in interested the whole world. Kirsten met with UFOs once in 1997. That was it, just one one experience. So that's pretty important to take on board. So that's right. the, the experience, the information we've got, that's it. There's no more. If anybody adds on to that, they're making it up. If anybody wants to turn it into something different, they're making it up. He's never gone more and said more than what he's got. I've looked at many of his interviews. He was interviewed by a number of different magazines, interviewed verbally. I've listened to him a few times. And he's, he's got this narrow piece of information. But the one thing that was outstanding, I thought, too, was there's a point in there where he states that they were looking for him, his, his right. employees or, you know, his, his uh, secretary. Yeah, yeah, and he was not, no, and he was not in his he apartment. He's a high position, high official. He cannot just hide. He cannot just hide. But not only that, why would he? And then, of course, the right. second, the secondary thing is that when they, they were in his apartment, when he returned, he just walked out of the kitchen. So there was no way for him to get there if he hadn't already been there, which is bizarre in itself. So mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty fantastic as well. So you've got two witnesses that are, are, are saying something. But there is an extremely funny but highly official aspect that was that the head of security, Andrei Lebedev, sent a letter to President Putin about the incident. The official was worried that the head of Kalmykia had blurted out secret information to the aliens. <laughs> Oh my god. But this is important to me because it's official and yeah, he, yeah. he sent a letter to the president. Nobody in that country at the highest levels of security is thinking this is a hoax or a lie. They're worried about information being shared with the aliens and that tells you how seriously they take it, right? That's right. 
not, uh, it just it implies there was no doubt at all that the event had taken place, is how we would see that. A few days later, hundreds of publications around the world discussed a unique phenomenon, the communication of the pre President of the Republic with aliens. And then um, Kersan was asked why he, told the Earth, why he told about the UFO encounter. He simply replied, Cosner asked, I answered. <laughs> I like his attitude. It's fantastic. I tell you what, you know, it, it could you, yeah, could you imagine it though? That as he's saying all this, you, you look at his face and he's got absolutely nothing in him that makes him look as if he's concerned that he's going to be attacked. He's got nothing in him that makes him look as if he's going to be worried about the effects of all of this. And of course, it came out that he was still um, voted in as president for a number of years after that so quite a fascinating really awesome i am oh thank you for finding this one it's good i'm so happy <laughs> so I mean, cool, actually for the first time is that really positive like you know what i mean and it's not hidden so hopefully it'll be spotted more in europe because apparently north america is so scared of ufos well i, I think there's there's a general attitude that yeah, yeah. He cries things that happen, and by exaggerating them for TV ratings, by the way, you know, it's not just we're rubbishing you, it's like we're going to build this up and make it so big, um, and we're going to make it so weird that nobody's going to believe it anyway. In the meantime, by sensationalizing it, we make lots of money out of it because you're all going to watch, but you're not going to hear the real thing. And I like the the small gems, the, the precious little right. treasures that are given to us that 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 just holds so much fascination for me. The other thing I thought that was interesting was um, a couple of times with the different countries, you and I have talked about, they've mentioned yellow yellow jumpsuits or space suits, or not space suits, but jumpsuits or overalls or coveralls, right? Yes. And they seem to mention yellow um, every time, don't they? I know, yeah. But the I've seen, seen, seen the greys from my experience, so I haven't seen the yellows. But the yellow was the, the, the clothes that they were wearing, not the, the beings. But but the Betty Hill, Betty and Barney Hill, they saw blue and dark blue. And then I think that okay. the two, the pilots saw yellow. So it's quite an interesting thing. And then okay. Kalmykia, President, saw yellow. Um, but that's going to be our show for this week. And we're going to talk about next week. Next week, we have one of the unsolved UFO mysteries that we are looking at is Val Johnson. Because... We like the official guys, right? This incident, which occurred in Minnesota in 1979. According to the official police report, the incident took place when around 8 p.m. Deputy Sheriff Val Johnson reported a 1088. That's a call of officer needs assistance. When the ambulance and Sheriff Dennis Brecky arrived at the scene, Officer Johnson reported blacking out after seeing a bright light headed towards his vehicle. When he came to, he discovered that his car was on the other side of the median strip and that his watch and the vehicle clock had stopped for exactly 14 minutes. Do, 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 do. Oh, well, uh, that's yeah. interesting. Another police. Can't wait for it. And again, with all the police ones, there's a lot of official reporting because of dispatches and the calls to officer to officer, uh, to the ambulance that all recorded uh, live and they're held for us to have a look at. Check in with us next week to UFO Chronicles to listen to this amazing story. So ciao for now, everybody. Thank you very much, Drita. Thank you.